This is a podcast from Rover. Way down to Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! LeBron James with no record for human life! If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball! Unlike my meatball spicy! This is Straight Dribble, New Zealand's biggest and best NBA podcast. Bold claim? With Andrew Mulls Mulligan. Right, we're not even in the 400 Best NBA <laughs> podcast, so don't worry about us. Casey Frank. I was like, that's right, you punk ass bitch. <laughs> and guess what? He was not a punk ass bitch. <laughs> and Tim Provise. As my uh, colleague Casey Frank calls it, uh, helio, helio. Heliocentric. Heliopathic? Uh, something, <laughs> something around that area. This is Straight Dribble. It certainly is. Hello, everyone. Welcome along. The season is over. It's gone. It's done. Put it in the books. Close the door. Or I guess the pit chapter page. Turn the page. Good job. Okay. Welcome to Straight <laughs> Drivel. <laughs> well, you come for the metaphors, but stay for Casey Frank's metaphors. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a mixture of the two. It gets a little discombobulated, but that makes them better. It does. Welcome along. Uh, no Timbervise this week. Uh, he'll be back next week. Um, but you know what? I've been asked... Uh, by two people today, so it, qu- it qualifies me to bring this point up right off the bat, straight off the bat. I am happy it's over. Okay. It was a gentleman's sweep. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a clean, and then I sort of revised it to a, a 4-1 because I thought, you know, Miami are Miami, and it's disrespectful to say they're going to get swept. But I'm happy it's over. I'm happy the Nuggets got it done on their home floor. Not many NBA champions, well, some NBA champions don't get to do it on their home floor. And I thought, you know what? If the Miami win here, and it's kind of just dragging it on, the inevitable. Yeah. Do you feel? Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I felt uh, it's very similar to how I felt in the Boston Miami series and the conference finals. It seemed like it was a conclusion. I just didn't understand how the Heat were going to be able to create enough offense to win four games over the series. That said, when you look at the way those games were structured and the chances Miami had. It could really easily easily be three two right now. Mm. Like they were up five when Jokic went out with that fifth foul in game three, could have come back two two, and in that 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 game that ended up being the clincher, they're they're up four. You know they're up sixty fifty six, and the offense just goes cold. You, you as as good as Denver was, I don't think Miami was as far away as I felt they were coming into the series just because of the way they're able to junk it up, play defense, and just get enough offense. The junking up of the zone and the way that they did junk up defense, like, really nice. And then having to take the switch and, like, just high on balls with Jokic, the inevitability of it. Oh, the, those catches he was getting in the high elbow or when he was Unreal. getting like, like, like 17 feet and he was just banging down, bam, just like just taking him to the post and going to work. It was just. And then it ended up being Cole Lowry down the stretch yeah. and just like one big butt against another big butt, but this one's seven foot. And it's just like, oh, man. Well, maybe the whole game that was decided in those first two or three minutes of the fourth quarter when yeah. Zeller was in there and it just felt it just felt- like instant six point turnaround. Yeah. And the Heat just could never really climb that back out of that until the end of the game. Size, size matters. Casey, size it's matters. It's weird. It's it? weird, isn't it? Nobody wants a center until no. you have to guard a center. <laughs> until you have a center as the obstacle in your way. Even you look at what DeAndre Jordan did in the first half. He goes in and he was good for three mm. or four minutes. If another team would have had a DeAndre Jordan type, just the size to match up against Jokic. But uh, Miami didn't have that. Teams don't value that to the same level they used to. You can't just. Uh, most teams that don't have championship aspirations probably can't afford to have that spot on their roster just filled for this case. 
It's a, it's a real case of, you know, what, there, there is there a devaluation in that area? There will be with the new collective bargaining agreement, but I, I think any team that's got hopes of trying to beat the Denver Nuggets over the next couple of years is going to have to find somebody to neutralize Jokic. Because they're already talking about it being a dynasty. Because the way they've built this roster, like the way they drafted, a lot has been made of when, you know, um, what was it? It was like a Kesarito. A quesarito <laughs> a was, a, it was, was a, the it was taco a bell yeah. ad. Yeah. It was a quesarito. <laughs> so it was a quesadilla and a burrito. So you had a burrito wrapped in like a cheesy tortilla wrap. Yeah. So it was a quesarito. And that's when they went to ad break um, when Jokic was drafted. They still had the footage of, um, was it Russ Granick, the NBA was he deputy commissioner Dep- back then? Deputy yeah. commissioner comes out and he, I've seen the footage on on social. <laughs> but he was drafted d- during a taco bout. Like the way that they've drafted, like I was reading about like the way they got Gary Harris. That was, that was the reason they could get Aaron Gordon when there was a fire sale on Orlando. They could give up Gary Harris. And they got Kentavious Caldwell-Pope because they got Monte Morris in like deep in the second round or the deep in the first round. Like they've, they've managed to do this really, really well. And who... Was there an exec who I oh, remind me from the that went to the Timberwolves? Yeah, to the T Wolves. This is why. Yeah, because he, he. Well, th- this is the T Wolves picked him up, whose name for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I'll Google it. Right you now. talk about it. But but th- th- he built this franchise as well as you can build a franchise, and I, I think in some ways maybe the injuries to Murray over the last couple of years probably helped them keep the clock where it was mm. and not try and speed it up because nothing was expected of them without him. Tim Connolly. Tim Connolly, who is now you know he got part ownership. With the Timberwolves, yeah, to go there uh, on top of being the richest, uh, I think, GM deal ever because of the intelligence of what he does. And when you, you talk to him, he doesn't. They don't really take big wins on the Jokic pick. You know, they, they brought him into camp. They, they looked at him in summer league, and, and you know, the ba- the basis was, oh, this guy looks like he might be a rotation player. You know, he's going to play behind Nurkic, and we'll see what we got. And then a couple seasons later, you're trading Nurkic because you realize in, inside that building that this guy has special offensive talents that can really lift the play of everybody around him and you know he's a special player I don't know if they become a dynasty you know let's maybe start the second playoffs yeah (laughs) before you start talking about a dynasty let's go out there and win a bunch of games and kick everybody's ass but the paradigm shifts now because in the west especially you're going to need a big Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis is not the big yeah uh Draymond Green is not the big Draymond would have been an interesting matchup Steven Adams could be the big. Uh, he he. That. Memphis I mean, I'm not team, saying he's a Jokic stopper, but there's the size and the strength there. But you, you're never against the best guys in the NBA. Have you seen you, the? You're go- not stopping them. Have you seen Gobert backing down Jokic? Have you seen that meme? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't go very far. It's it's very sloppy. <laughs> it's one of them. It, it popped up yesterday, <laughs> and it was Gobert trying real hard to bang into Jokic. He's, Jokic has got the thousand yard stare over the top of him, like. This ain't working, Rudy. I mean, anybody who really likes Jokic's play, start watching EuroLeague because there are lesser versions of him, but Mm. it's a very similar style. The physicality, like even, I I really appreciate when somebody's tussling with him underneath and he just sort of shoulder charges them or flicks them off with those giant meat hooks for arms uh, and that you can just see the pain with which he's inflicting because he just doesn't want to take any more of the shit. It's, it's every every bit of Jokic is really enjoyable, even to the fact that you know he said, "What does this mean?" Winning the thing, he goes, "Yeah, oh, we won. I can go home." <laughs> I said to Riker this morning, "Riker's Island." We'll have an episode next week of Riker's Island. I said to Riker, "You know what? Twenty years ago, I would have been like." So, what was twenty years ago? Two thousand three. Yeah. Twenty years ago, Andrew Mulligan, NBA fan. Who won in two thousand three? Was it the Lakers? 
That ooh, was it the Spurs? I think that was the Spurs year. That yeah, was the, that was the year they finished. Two two thousand three was the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, it might have been actually the Pistons. Uh, yeah, oh ninety nine oh one oh two Lakers, and then oh three Pistons, and then oh four Spurs. Off the top of my head, I think um, it was the Spurs. Oh, they beat the Nets. To. So it was the Spurs. I, w- I would have gone, boring. Because I wouldn't have appreciated what, this, what yeah. I know now I should appreciate about basketball in the NBA. You, you know, you, you like what you like. It is an aste- basketball is, is an aesthetic game. As much as anything else, watching those guys out there perform their artistry. And, and wh- whether it's John Morant above the rim, it's Steph Curry shooting threes, or it's Jokic in the post with that footwork, it is artistry. And you, you, you gravitate towards what you appreciate. Well, the nine-year-old kids um, that my, my son is friends with, um, he, he and his mates are going on about Ja and Steph yeah. and Luca. Because that's more fun. That's, that's the highlights. That's it, what they see on, online. What's that's what they talk about in the, in the schoolyard. And also, it's not all that fun to root for giants. But also, yeah. There's a giant. I'll be honest. Where my kid goes to school in Ponsonby, <laughs> there aren't any seven-foot Serbians. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, but it's, especially for kids, like, it's not that much fun to look up and say, oh, this guy who is the size of a tree, he's my favorite player. But I want them to pass like Jokic. Yeah. yeah and, I want them to see the angles. Yeah. It's, it's good to want that. I don't want them to play defense like him. <laughs> His defense is positionally okay. It, but as, as Riker said to me today, he said, you know what, he fills the space as well. He does. So, so he's not like, he's not, he's, he's not an elite defender. He doesn't have the quickest feet, but he's, he's there. Well, it's interesting. I think the plus minus overall for the finals, Jokic came in as minus three mm, total. Which is pretty good. Which is amazing for Denver that completely reversed the trend mm. that was happening coming into the, the championship series. And for them to be able to get through his minutes and actually win games when you're losing minutes with him in there, it's pretty impressive. So, so he does take up the space defensively. Positionally, he's average. He's not a great rim, def- uh, rim protector. And so that is normally the key for bigs in the paint. You can attack him. I think Miami probably missed a trick by not attacking him more at the rim. When you look at Jimmy Butler's, uh, when he got into the lane late, when they had a chance to maybe take the lead or tie with a bucket and he gets that late turnover, mm. it's because he didn't just go and attack Jokic at the rim, which is what their vulnerability was. So he's, he's good enough defensively that he's not getting picked on to the same level he was a season or two ago. That changes their ceiling entirely. So who, who retools and, and targets Denver in the West? Is it the Lakers? Well, is it the Clippers? It, when a championship is crowned, a champion is crowned, everybody retools to try and beat them. That becomes who we have to beat, and that becomes how you work to. The, I, I don't know. Are the Clippers at the end of that road? Are they better off trying to trade Kawhi, trying to change PG and going a different route? trying to get some of those draft picks back. I, I think when you look at the teams who have immediate effect, the Lakers have to do something, the Clippers have to do something one way or the other, and mm. the Suns have no choice but to try and retool to, to beat that team. Mm. And no one has the cap space to do it. <laughs> Just not one not one team in the West has the cap space to do it. Uh, the, the real big hope, I think, for everybody is in the West is that MPJ, uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr., succumbs to the injuries, you know, like he doesn't have the best, uh, the track record with that. That's what you'd be looking at as a weakness of that squad. Or they have to trade him because his contract's becoming onerous. I was thinking yesterday, they trade, I reckon they trade him because his, his, his shooting has been okay. But he's not like as reliable as he should be pre back injury, and then with that back injury, backs are backs. He's got a rod in his back. Yeah, 
He's got a rod in his back, and he, he's still a young player, so he's been able to overcome a lot of it. But they, I think he's also he's got like a, a stint in his foot because he's got like nerve damage that that actually keeps his counteracts drop foot in mm-hmm. one of his feet that he's got also from the back issues. So basically, he's got drop foot on one foot, and he's still playing at an NBA level athletically, which shows you what his talent level is. But if I was Denver, that would be the spot that I'd be trying to use to upgrade and continue to stretch out the possibility of this window in the championship realm. Did you want to bring up Bones? <laughs> Bones? Tough. I really like Bones Highlands game. You know, with the highlights, they look great. But when you, in the middle of the season, playing with Nikola Jokic, say, I got to get somewhere to cook <laughs> because the ball needs to be in my hands as opposed to Jamal Murray's. And then they go on and have this series. You have really painted yourself into a corner. Pop quiz, who's won more NBA championships? An Aust- Australia or Canada? Australia or Canada? Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to go. Oh, we've we got there was the the center on the Heat. Oh, we've got uh, they had the get Zurich as well. He was with the Lakers. I'm going to go Canada. It is Canada. They got nine. Nine. Murray makes it nine. Australia had seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. But Jack White because Jack White Jack is White on the been- um. He's just been on the Denver Nuggets uh, bench. He wasn't activated for the finals. There's like five between the Heat and the Lakers. We got one with Wiggins. Yep. We got one with Murray. Mm, I can't think of the other two. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> but that's uh, well, well done, Canada. And uh, soon to be a very uh, imposing Olympic threat and World Cup threat. Yeah, not just World Cup because obviously bigger field, but Olympics. Yeah. You can only have 12 teams. That's a, that's a, a, yeah, I think it's 12. Uh, they haven't expanded it no. to 14 or 16. Not I think yet. it's 12. They're opening up 3x3 for the Olympic uh, yeah, basketball expansion. Yeah. But, uh, th- I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jamal Murray at the wow. guards, Wiggins at the three. I hope they play. I hope they, 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 they go, hey, you know what? We have this great opportunity. It looks like they will. It looks like the guys are interested in it. Nick Nurse is the coach of the national mm. team. You know, you've, you've got a good coach there. Uh, it's going to make the, the next few years. It dep- we'll see what happens to the World Cup this year if those guys are able to make themselves available. But it's, uh, man, how, just how about winning? It's, how much fun does Denver happen? That, was mm. just, that just looks fun. I mean, there was gun violence, unfortunately, about a mile around um, the, the city. Yeah, well, yeah. Hello, uh, the uh, arena, sorry. America. <laughs> yeah, that's also like, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It, is, it is an unfortunate thing that everybody shoots guns when they're excited in the States. Mm. Hence why I live in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, outside of gun violence, thanks, Moles, for raining on the parade. <laughs> Literally. But it, well, well, Jokic has to go to the parade and doesn't want to. No, of course not. He wants to fly straight to Serbia and yeah. his, his harness racing right now. <laughs> I say we bring him out to Alexandra Park. He gets to meet Dexter Dunn, um, horse uh, harness racing legend, driver who knows James McConey was in a uh, press conference uh, of a Nuggets game and he asked Nikola Jokic. Well, Nikola Jokic asked him, do you know Dexter Dunn? Whoa, and, and, and James bluffed and went, yeah. <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dexter Dunn, he's a, he's a hero of mine. Wow. I mean, so let's get Jokic. What a, what a dude. Let's get Jokic to Alexandra Park, to a celebrity harness race in the offseason. Is this good or bad for basketball? This guy doesn't give a shit. It's, it's great for our generation. He doesn't care at all. That's my point about 20 years ago. I would not appreciate the Denver Nuggets like I would have appreciated, um, well, like I should appreciate it, and I, ha- I, I am now. He's treating it like a, a front yard game yeah. with your dad. Like, yeah. yeah, of course I can beat you. I'm just better than you, and I'll beat you, and I'll go inside and have a beer. <laughs> the Joker <laughs> ha- is having the last laugh. Oh, you have, did you workshop I that? Just, it just came out. Wow! I literally well just thought of that then. But well, he is—he's having the last laugh. It's not even—it's not even funny to him. 
No. It's like his job. But I think... But, and I think his... his Serbs are, are, have yeah, that dry They're that dry incredibly wind. dry. So dry. So I think that gets lost on Americans as well. They, th- yeah. they, they do sarcasm, yeah. but they don't really get the dryness that our, our humour has, yeah. Casey. And you can appreciate this because you're dual. Um, but the Serbians especially. So dry. And that part of the world especially. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you go through a, a few... You know, a couple of years of bombing that that'll change your outlook on mm, things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can have a civil war with ethnic cleansing. <laughs> it's a it, it, horrific things happen. I, I just I just really appreciate everything about him. I, I love what we've seen from Murray. What do you, how do you feel about uh, Jamal Murray's dad's training techniques with him bringing it up? Was it worth it? Mm, have, have, uh, do you know? Do you know? To, to recap you, for the you listener, you told me before uh, recently. Well, to recap for the listener, they used to. He used to. His dad used to put him outside. He lived outside of Toronto. He, he's from Kitchener. In the freezing cold, with no clock, he would just put him outside in wall sits with boiling hot cups of tea on his knees. And he'd just have to hold there. Well, it didn't help his ACL. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. But, I mean, it does sound a little bit like abuse. Worth it to win an NBA title and make we don't, we, we don't condone that parenting style. But Jamal was obviously... Hey, Jamal was it worked for him. Iron forges iron. Yeah, and, and some of the greatest uh, performers, creators, athletes yeah. of our time have come through dark times and, and difficult situations to to shine. I don't know. I I, 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 I asked Willow, my daughter, my six year old daughter, if she wanted me to do uh, boiling hot teacups on the knees, and she was not keen. So. Uh, I don't. I've lost a lot of hope for. <laughs> Already, you've written it off. It's like, oh, sweet as you don't want to. You won't let me abuse you to make you a better basketball player. Unreal. For from team. what kind of what kind of household are you are you raising there, Casey? I don't know. What, a loving and kind one, apparently. Ah, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> Just trying to make good people. Now I wanted to play for the tall fan. She's got to be tall. <laughs> She's got to be tall. Your wife Mia. How tall's Mia? She's a uh, five eleven and a half. Exactly. What are you? You're six six. Oh, you hey, I do it every time. I do it every time. I <laughs> know. Oh, sorry, man. You're six seven and a half. Oh, you. Sort of a bitch. <laughs> uh, no, six uh, at the NBA tree, pre-draft camp. I was six, seven, and three quarters. Okay, I, I say six, eight because yeah. I wear shoes. Yeah, yeah, you in <laughs> shoes and heels. <laughs> also, your boy Oakley is huge as well. He's he's good size. He's a uh, little meaner. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, but I will not be using the teacup technique with him as well. That 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 one seems a little bit too difficult. That sounds drastic. If you were the Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. do you hold Pat? They're probably not going to be able to keep Bruce Brown. He's probably he, he signed that one year. I believe it's a one year deal. He's going to have to go. He's probably out of their price range now. I feel like Bruce Brown, his role is is not easily replaceable, mm. but it's it is replaceable. There's a bevy of Bruce Browns in the world. <laughs> a bevy of Bruce Browns. Yeah. I don't know. Are there a bevy of Bruce Browns? Who's a who's a comparable player in the NBA? Well, how t- how big is is. How big is Bruce Brown? Legitimately 6'3". 6'3". 6'4", 6'3". Yeah. And a shooter and a defender. Yeah. So I'm thinking that there's a few Bruce Brown type players out there. You've just got to look at the payroll. Yeah, it's all... And where uh, that fits and who's available. Yeah, see now, Bruce Brown uh, was making 6.479. Yeah. American. That's... There's a lot of guys out there that could fit that uh, underneath that underneath that um, hit. I mean, Ish Smith's getting four point seven. Yeah, okay. And he's got thirteen years and, in thirteen teams. And he's a guy that you don't want to fill this role for a championship team. Mm. He's not going to be able to do it. The switchability. I mean, I I, th- I find Bruce Brown pretty unique in his ability to go bigger and go smaller. He, he, the, he can run the pick and roll. He can on either side. He can be the screener. He can be the shooter. He can be the passer in the ball handling position. 
How's this? Okay. So Thomas Bryant, DeAndre Jordan, Reggie Jackson, those guys weren't really used. DeAndre was. I forgot about Thomas Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Green and Ish Smith are all off. Okay. Yeah. They're all off contract. I think there is a player option for Bruce Brown or a team option yeah, for 6.8 it, next it'll year. It's a player option yeah. and he's not taking that. No. So it's for 6.8, so he's going to get paid. He's going to be double that yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> Plus you've got Christian Braun. Christian so he, Braun. He won three high school titles, a title with Kansas, and an NBA championship. And, and I think... Uh, yeah, is there nine? I think it's I think it's seven. He, he seven? won seven total seven total championships in like the past six years. But there's the players who have done that. I think it's Bill Russell and a few others that have done the Christian Braun high school NCAA Colin. and first year of a championship. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, there's it's incredible what what Christian Braun and it, he had meaningful minutes. Obviously, is that, is that Magic? Magic's on that list. Mm, Michigan State and then Lakers next year. I'm, I'm sure he won a high school title. He, yeah, yeah, he must have. Oh, but that's Christian Braun. Brown, Braun, Brown. Uh, uh, we say Braun. Well, he says Brown. Yeah, but He's they wrong. say Brown. He's wrong. <laughs> Obviously, it's, it's been it's been Americanized. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he doesn't know that he has German history, or maybe he does, and his family did, and that's why they changed it. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> but he he was a nice little pickup. He was solid. Uh, I mean, he's getting a little bit more uh, credit possibly than for what he was actually contributing. Around he had that big game that for some reason in a game where Jokic and Murray had thirty point triple doubles. That they called it the Christian Brown game, which is I don't know, that seems they got they, they just needed another narrative. Eh? They couldn't retype up again. Okay, Bill Russell, he did it. Henry Bibby, he did it with the Knicks. Henry Bibby, Mike Bibby's dad. Is it Mike Bibby's dad? That is Mike Bibby's dad. Shot. He did it with the Knicks in seventy two, seventy three. Magic. Billy Thompson in eighty six, eighty seven. He went from Louisville okay. and to the Lakers, and that's the list. Wow. And Bill Russell, Billy Thompson, Magic Johnson, Henry Bibby. Yeah, that's the list with Christian Braun. That is, I mean, when, when you're, that, that's impressive. Well done. Mm. Also, a, a lot of it has to do with circumstances, but great to take advantage. Not a lot of rookies drafted at the end of the first round or the middle of, you know, in the 20s there had, co- had contributions anywhere close to the level that Brown did, especially in the playoffs. You trade Michael Porter Jr. He's getting 150 guaranteed. I I I tried to trade him. He's got four more seasons left. Yeah, this is the first one of that five-year, thirty million dollar a year extension. Yeah, he signed a five-year, 180 rookie scale yeah. extension. Worth it. Got a title. Got a title. If you can trade him, I think you do try and trade him. But that also doesn't seem like what Denver does. I think with Calvin Booth, who hey, I got a, I played on a team with Calvin Booth once. Did you? Could tell he was going to be a gem. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you could not tell that he was going to be a GM. Play, played with him in the pre, NBA pre-draft camp. We were in the same squad. That's when they. I, I was trying to play the three, and he'd come off on balls, and I'd pass it to him, and he'd dunk. It was really. It made me look really good. Well, congratulations. But Calvin Booth stepped right in. He's got a lot of decisions to make. He's already revamped, pick up a draft pick from Oklahoma City this year. So yeah, got a and during the finals. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't at game. Uh, what was it? Game four because he was off doing that deal with, with OKC. I love that. That's smart. I mean, that, yeah. they're they're already thinking about the next one. Yeah, uh, 
I just free agency opens at the end of the month, just after the draft, which is like Friday the twenty seventh of June New Zealand time. Not a great class of free agents. No, Van Vliet. He, Van Vliet. He's um he's exercised his option. I think Bradley Beal will be tradable, and they're already talking about him and Jalen Brunson in the backcourt. I've seen that on social. Oh. When they start saying things like that on oh. social, it's almost like social wills it to happen. It's almost like a exec, execs go, well, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Bradley Beal's been in the league like 13 years. He's yeah. got a $260 million contract. You, you, you don't, he's had one good playoff. You don't have to tell me these things, Casey, because <laughs> I know I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but NBA execs, for some reason, they give guys $150 million with a rod on their back. Well, you, you Because talent normally reigns supreme unless you're the Miami Heat. And then you can somehow turn talent out of guys who were said not to be talented. What would you like to see the Miami Heat do? I mean, just keep on zombieing everybody to death. <laughs> just like, who's the player that they could use? Do they want? Would Dame work well there? Another well, see, that's, guy? A, that's another one that Dame's almost like willing. He seems without, to be without saying he wants to be traded. He seems he's to be entertaining discussions around him and chipping in every now and again, which is his way of doing. I want to be traded. Yeah, uh, he. This is not in years. This past, is what KG. This is what happened to KG. Yeah, because he didn't. He didn't want to be demanding a trade. And Minnesota were like, you know what? Fair enough. You've been here long enough now. You've suffered through. We paid you. You got you paid. paid so much money. You got so much <laughs> got money. So much it was money he the first $100 million contract? Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was so much money back then. Yeah, so much. Incredible amount of money given the cap and the, the dollar and all that kind of stuff. But this is what's happening today. Yeah. And it seems like it's time. If I'm Portland, I'd reset because uh, I don't really want that Dame Lillard contract in four years when he's making $60 million a year. got the fourth pick? Third pick. Third pick. They're going to make the earth sick. Mm. It, it's, if Scoot's there, I'm trading Dame. And I'm taking Scoot yeah. and I'm reshuffling. And I'm, even Dame would be like, nah, good stuff. And you're going to, like, would Dame be a better fit? I'd like to, Miami's probably the best one. I don't like him. Uh, do you like him in the, in the Celtics? They need a point guard. They need that kind of guy. Can I just let you know that they're paying um, Kyle Lowry $30 million next year? And? It's pretty well. Three, yeah, he sent a three-year, ninety million dollar contract. That was a contract the Lakers wouldn't give him when they were about to trade for him. Three-year, eighty-five mil. That's a he signed and trade from Toronto. Hey, not a, there's a, other guys in the NBA making thirty million that weren't uh, wouldn't be able to contribute to the level Kyle Lowry did defensively. Does it make it worth thirty million? Yes. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, they're going to get paid. They're off the books. Cody Zeller's getting half a million dollars. He's off the books. <laughs> Good effort. Good job. It was a straight minimum, Cody Zeller. I would love to see. I would love to see a sign and trade. Is it Bradley Beal most likely to get traded? Dame Lillard might get traded. Anybody else good? Like, like is San Antonio going to be able to lift themselves up and do something? This has become a real stream of consciousness podcast where we stopped talking about uh, the Denver Nuggets and their amazing jobs and all the superlatives. We're just already into the off season. But this about. is what it's about, though. <laughs> I think next week um, we'll have Tim back, and we should really get into the off season then. So, so we, we, I think looking at the offseason, the Denver Nuggets are set up. Everybody's going to be chasing them. But how do you – I mean, this is the 11th duo in playoff history to both average 25 points. It's happened 19 times, I think, and uh, 11 championships. Or it's not even like, – it's like 14 duos have done it 19 times. Which is the more perplexing um, team out of the East? Uh, I'm not going to put Philadelphia in there because they have they have the heart in question and things they have to deal with, and they've got a new coach. But who is the one? Because these rosters are t- technically pretty much set. Mm. 
Boston or Milwaukee? Who has who have the who has the bigger question marks? Because Jalen Brown could be movable. Celtics are the biggest question marks yeah, to me. Okay. Because I think Milwaukee's either running it back with what they have which, and, and going which, all in, rightly so, or they're they got to rebuild around Giannis. It's, so the, the, it's an easy answer to those two questions: You're either yes or no. Are, are we going to be able to get the the, the core that we've had mm. gone, been going with? Do we want to invest in this for the next three years, or do we want to go a different way? Whereas. The Celtics, that's more of a franchise-changing question. It's, the, Milwaukee's got Giannis. You could just say Giannis got hurt. We'll just go do it again. It'll be fine. Whereas Boston, it's the same thing has happened for the last three, four seasons in a row. They just eventually peter out. And are you hoping that you know as they mature as players, as they become 28, 29, 30 years old, this is going to get better? Or do you see the writing on the wall that maybe it's not the, the fit that we're going to be able to be successful with at the highest level? Mm. I would like to see them trade Jalen Brown. I think they should trade Jalen Brown. And I'd like to see them trade Jalen Brown for Damien Lillard and give them a point guard, give them a scoring guard, give them a guy who knows that he doesn't need to be the guy who's been the guy in Portland and it didn't, and it, well, not that it didn't work, but it just hasn't eventuated. But it put him in a situation where he is a creator as much as a shot maker and it's Jason Tatum's team and you don't have two wings looking at each other, shrugging, you know, it felt like at times. Is, is it your go or is it my go? Yeah. The, I, I, the, we, we had the conversation earlier where we thought like Chris Paul would be a good fit in Boston because he's got that ability to put people in their place. We haven't even talked about him getting waived. We have, but we haven't he's in this been conversation. He's semi-waived. He's been semi-waved. Exactly. Maybe, so, maybe so, not. So he and his team have talked to the Suns and said, the Suns have gone, look, if we waive you, it makes it easier to perhaps pick you up again after a certain time limit if you want to come back. For a million and a half dollars. <laughs> and we can pay you out the old contract. We'll pay out the 13. Yeah. You'll get that, and then you'll make half as much money as you would if you stayed someplace else. Mm. I like it. It's fun. It is fun. It's a lot of fun. I think the Suns are fucked. Congratulations <laughs> to the 2023 NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets. The dynasty has begun. Whether or not it will survive. Well, do you think, uh, are they going to win next year? The Denver Nuggets? Based on today. Yeah. I'll just say no because it give me, gives me 30 other options. Uh, I got, 29 other options. Same, same. <laughs> Don't you be pedantic with me. Tell me who's in the NBA Finals next year. Out of the East, it will be... I I still think it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. I think they're the best team in the East. I thought they were the best team in the East. I don't like it, but I think it's the Boston Celtics. Not that that Boston Celtics team. Well, they got Sam Cassell on the staff now. That's going to help. Dame, man. I think Dame's going to Boston. I'm willing to send into actual... Dame doesn't want to play in Boston, bro. I know. I know. I know. He doesn't want to go to Boston. He, he said flat out, he, he, when they asked him, if they asked him about the Nets, Miami, and Boston, and he's like, Miami, definitely not Boston. He said no to Boston. He, he's got a no okay. trade clause. Okay, if he goes to Miami, it's the Heat and the Nuggets running it back. Dame, Jimmy, and Bam. Yeah. That's quality. And Tyler. I, yeah. <laughs> he needs to concentrate on more buckets and less bucket hats. Yay, that's the podcast. <laughs> that's us. We're done. Thanks to producer Jackson, Rikers Island on hiatus. 
Got his SPF 30 on. You better come back with some good questions. That's all I say. Every question is a good question on Rikers Island. <laughs> Rikers Island. I know you guys have a secret chat where he gives you the answers. Like, why are you so happy? You're so, you're so happy because it's Well, true. it didn't happen last week for me, but you managed to fuck it up. So... <laughs> yeah, but you still cheated me. <laughs> but even Tim was quick enough to say my... Anyway, thanks to GJ Gardner Holmes. <laughs> that's been Straight Dribble. We've got two more left, plus a few more Rikers Islands to pump through your June, July. Off-season is the real championship round. That is right.